Buying or selling real estate can be stressful. After all, it's not any old house we're talking about. It's your home. When it's time to buy or sell, turn to Colleen Benson and the Colleen Benson Homes team with Keller Williams. Get answers to your real estate questions and put your search in capable hands. It's time for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson. The closing recap is one of my favorite parts of the program each week here on Keeping It Real Estate. Walter Storholt with you, by the way, alongside Colleen Benson, team leader and principal broker at Colleen Benson Homes Team, serving you throughout the greater Salem area. The closing recap is where we look back over the last couple of weeks and hear a story from Colleen about somebody that her team worked with, whether they were a buyer or seller, and how they helped them maybe achieve their real estate goals, uh, maybe some of the obstacles they faced, how they overcame them, how they reached a successful conclusion. Colleen always has a good story for us. And Colleen, what do you have this week? Yeah, I got a great story for y'all. <laughs> Did you like my Texas accent? <laughs> wow, that was uh, that was different. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'm trying. So these clients came from Austin, Texas. It's just fun. I got a call last Wednesday, and it was from a fellow agent with Keller Williams. Austin is our headquarters for Keller Williams. So I fly there about three or four times a year for training and coaching and different classes and whatnot. So I've got some great connections. We all fly in. The top 20% of the company flies into Austin and we get together and um, collaborate and, and connect and network. So this agent called me up and said, I've got a great client on their way to Oregon she said, Oregon, to (laughs) purchase a home for their 21-year-old son who's already there in Salem. I'm like, great. Okay, awesome. I am excited to work with this kid. So I called the kid. I called his parents, talked to them both. Parents were going to arrive on the following Monday. They were on their way with their Airstream in tow. Um, so I said, well, would you mind if I started showing some homes to your son on Saturday? And because we don't want to lose our opportunity, usually homes in this lower price range will sell over the weekend, right? So didn't want to miss that chance. Yeah. So I met the kid. His his name's Sam. What a sweet young man. Met him on Saturday. We looked at about five homes. He picked one. He loved it. He knew it was perfect. It was completely remodeled 1930s little bungalow 800 square feet off of uh, Market Street, downtown Salem. So called his dad and I said, hey, I think this is the one. However, it already has 10 offers on it and offers are due by Sunday at 4 p.m. He's like, go ahead, write it up, make it work. I said, okay, I will make it work. I will make sure you win this bid. And of course we did. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) So out of a, a lot of offers, we won the winning bid. Um, We had the home inspection on Monday when they arrived and parents approved. They loved the house. My favorite saying that um, David did, who's the father, y'all don't use screens out here. You don't have big bugs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. I just loved that. I just felt, I was like falling on the floor laughing when he said that. But, you know, we don't have screens, not as much as Austin does for bugs. Nope. Oh, that's House too didn't funny. have screens. You can just open up the <laughs> windows and you don't have to put any screens on them, right? No, 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 not at all here. So, I mean, we do have bugs. We have mosquitoes and whatnot. You know that. But um, but older homes don't typically come with screens on the 
on the windows. <laughs> yeah, that's too funny. When we bought our home recently, it uh, it has all the screens. They're just all up in the attic because they took them off, I guess, to help the house show you know, better without having the screens in it, you know, it looks real pretty, you mm-hmm. know, when you look out the backyard and that kind of thing. And I just haven't gotten around to bringing them back down. So we're just cognizant whenever we have the doors open uh, or the windows open. But there was one night we left them open just recently and all the mosquitoes were flooding in because we forgot to close it at night. So at dusk, all the mosquitoes started flying into the upstairs and we we're like, oh, oh, no. oh no, go close the door real quick. <laughs> yeah, I did have to tell Sam, yeah, we, you will get mosquitoes. You probably, you know, eventually he needs to upgrade the windows. They're original 1930s windows. That's oh, why wow. you, know, yeah. you can't really screen those. But anyways, we closed the sale within five days and he's moving in and his parents are very happy and excited. And so just a fun story. I really enjoyed meeting this family and helping them in one week, boom, met them and we closed on the house. Wow, that is excellent and uh, great news. Congratulations to Sam and thanks to the uh, to the folks for coming up, making sure everything uh, you know went smoothly as well. And to you guys, Colleen, for helping uh, get that home under his belt and uh, efficient and beating all the other bids. Fantastic. Well done. It's always nice when you have a mom and dad that'll buy you a house and pay cash, right? <laughs> it does help a little bit when that is your ability. Yes, indeed. Makes the process a little easier, I suppose. Still, it doesn't mean that there aren't uh, other hurdles that you have to jump over uh well there you go if you uh want to talk to colleen about buying or selling your home here in the greater salem area you can do that by calling or texting 503-830-9467 again that's 503-830-9467 call or text colleen at that number and she can help talk to you about what's going on in your life and whether you're looking to buy or sell and some of the wants and needs that you've got throughout the process and can help make sure that you reach a successful conclusion as well. 503-830-9467. By the way, uh, if you are looking to buy a home like Sam just did, you can text buy a home to 55222 to learn a little bit more about the buying process. Consider it a starter guide if you're a home buyer uh, and make it all one word when you send the text, by the way. So buy a home, just smush all the words together and text that to the number 55222. And we'll text you back the uh, greater starter guide that uh, you can look into. What kinds of things will people learn about on that starter guide, Colleen? Yeah, just um, start with the basics. You know, what do I do? I want to buy a house. Well, let's start with your financing. Uh, are your taxes caught up? Um, your income, your debt to income ratio, all those things that that the lender is going to look at, um, put you in touch with a lender. And then just the steps, what, what happens next? Okay, and then what do we do? When do we get to go look at homes? How do we pick a home? So it takes you through all those steps um, from, you know, the day we meet to the day we close and I hand you your keys. Very cool. So you get uh, kind of that start to finish A to Z guide. All you have to do is send that text. Buy a home is the word, the phrase. Smush it all together. Send it to the number 55222. So again, text one word, buy a home to 55222 to get that starter guide when it comes to buying a home here in the area. We're coming up on today's show, so stick with us. This is Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson. Looking for that 10-bed, 10-bath downtown bungalow by the beach on a budget of about a nickel? That one might be tough, but we can help you find the right home for you. 
It's time for Did You See This here on Keeping It Real Estate, where we feature some fun, wacky, interesting, bizarre things that happen in the real estate world. This one was kind of uh, one of those, I think every show, it seems like every morning show, every, every you know, lots of TV shows have like that dumb criminal segment, you know, on the news. You'll always see like in today's dumb criminal world. Well, this <laughs> is a real estate version of the dumb criminal world. Some police officers and a very savvy agent out of Louisiana caught a fake buyer. So uh, this is a Louisiana woman. She used fake income verification documents and was trying to buy a multi-million dollar home with those documents. And the local realtor spotted some red flags, alerted authorities, and it turned out that this woman has allegedly done this many times before or tried other scams of a similar nature. This time she got she got caught. So kudos to the realtor that caught that wrongdoing going on. And uh, it got me curious, Colleen, have you ever had to deal with a scammer before? All the time. You know, loan fraud is a serious thing. Like, I, I don't know what that woman was thinking that she was going to get away with, but it's not, yeah, it's not the easiest. So with international sales being um, more and more a thing in the 20 years I've been doing this, we're starting to see more and more scams, international scams. Interesting. So, you know, we will get we will get an email saying we'd like to pay cash for this home. We're, we're here in wherever, China, can, Canada, you know, no, it's it comes from all over the place. And they'll say, you know, we're sending funds, we're going to wire it in. And I can typically pick those out pretty quickly. And the title, if, if I have any concern or like, is this a scam? Usually if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Like I'm going to pay 150% of the value of the home and I'm sending cash next week. But I do see my sellers get proposed with scams all the time and they don't always recognize them. So if you're thinking of selling your home for sale by owner, please, please, please be careful and have a realtor at your fingertips if you need, because I do see a lot of them coming into the first sale by owners offering to pay cash for the house. Yeah, that's just um, it's interesting to hear that it's just that prevalent. It's it's pretty wild. I can't believe that there's. I probably scammers. get one a week. Wow. Okay. One a week. I did have something. I did have some. Uh, this was criminals that I couldn't figure out, and they wanted to see. What, I had a beautiful estate on acreage for sale in Mill City, and they wanted to see it. And they said that they were three partners, and they wanted to open a church, like a was a retreat center for their church. This house is oh, beautiful okay. on the river and everything. Yeah. And so I pre-qualified them over the phone and I had a funny feeling, but you know, I didn't want to pass judgment. So I did meet them at the house and I asked my sellers to stay for the showing because I was just a little bit, there was something that had me apprehensive. And there's always I, a feeling, isn't it? Yeah, no, you got to trust those feelings, don't you? Mm -hmm. And so I stood outside with these three and had a conversation a little bit more about what they were wanting to do and where the funds were coming from. And they just, it wasn't, it wasn't jiving with me. And so I actually made up an excuse that the seller um, couldn't open the door for them. They weren't feeling well and all of a sudden we're sick and we weren't going to be able, we had to reschedule the showing and I apologized came back, I did some further research and found a long list of criminal activity by these guys. Wow. So I'm really thankful that I trusted my gut and I didn't allow them into the house because I would bet they were scoping out the house. Yeah, I bet so. 
Um, mm-hmm. We had a situation happen to uh, uh, us, actually, just to, to my wife, Connie. It was before we um, got married and, and we were in the she was in the process of moving out of her apartment and she was getting ready to move out. But the homeowner wanted to get it rented as fast as possible. So he started showing the property while we were, you know, getting ready to move her out of the apartment. And I also happened to be moving apartments at the same time, and I had already moved out of mine. So I was using her place as somewhat of a storage unit <laughs> while she was also <laughs> packing to, to move. And so mm-hmm. we actually had like all of our laptops, all of our TVs, all of that stuff in the you know, in that little apartment, kind of just waiting to then get moved off to the next oh next home, and she got she got robbed, and so all our our laptops, our TVs, you know, everything got stolen. But oh, uh, that's so sad. Really uh, that's happened to a client of mine, and I don't want to tell these horror stories to scare yeah, people yeah. because selling your home is scary enough. Um, and, and I and know this, that this was a rent so this was a rental thing, and it was in a, yeah. yeah, it was a bad it was in a bad part of town to begin with. So don't worry about it. So so on that note. Hold on to that homeowner insurance and, you know, it'll help you through the move. Yes. And and another thing is it's so important to be aware, you know, and and really great real estate agent that's been through a couple of these that knows what to look for is going to take care of you as a seller. You know, it is our job to pre-qualify any buyer before they enter your home. And even with open houses to collect information, we collect information at the front door. If they're not willing to give a valid email, phone number, and name, they are not allowed in the home. And that's a fact. I'm not going to have anyone tour through my client's home that I don't have information on. So yeah. it's just, it's safety precautions. We got to take them. Looking back as young renters at the time, we should have put up a bigger fight to the a homeowner to maybe, you know, see if we could not allow those people to move in or something like that. I don't know, or let us out of the lease a little early so that we could go find a different place or, or just personally, we shouldn't have stored valuables in a home that we knew other people were coming through. Duh. That seems like common sense now, but (laughs) you you do silly things when you're 21 and 22, I suppose. So you don't, you don't make the (laughs) wisest choices on certain things. And I had just bought that laptop too, like three days, three days before it got stolen. But in any event, the uh, comment about keeping your insurance all the way through the process is definitely something you're going to want to do. So anyway, there you go. Be careful of the scammers out there. Good agents like Colleen help you avoid them. That's always good to remember. Well, uh, I've certainly learned from you know my past mistakes when it, I learned very quickly on the whole robbery thing. Uh, it doesn't sound like you've had to learn from a mistake with a scammer before, which is good. But I'm sure in your early days as a real estate agent, just like anybody who's getting into an industry, any industry for the first time, you probably had a few slip-ups or mistakes or just even things that might have been like, you know, I do that differently now. Like it's it wasn't necessarily a mistake, but I I've changed how I approach X, Y, or Z. So would you mind if we had a humility segment on uh, today's show, Colleen, and, and kind of let you just talk a little bit about some of the, you know, maybe past mistakes. Oh, it's or my favorite topic. Fail fast, fail often. <laughs> and just learn <laughs> from happens. it, right? Exactly. Yes. All right. So uh, let, a couple of maybe uh, examples, and, and if you can have some stories about these, that'd be great. Uh, what about preparation? Any time uh, that you can tell us about when you were either underprepared or overprepared, I suppose it could be the other side of the coin, or maybe that you overthought a situation with a buyer or seller back in your early days. Oh, I always overthink. I mean, that's just, that's, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But really, I think 
you know, I coach and train brand new agents here at Keller Williams. And so there, I, I see the apprehension that they have when, oh my gosh, I have a buyer. What do I do next? And I honestly wish I had somebody like me when I was starting because it's like, don't worry about it. You, you know, you might mess up, but if you don't have the answers, just say, I will find out the answers. Do not make something up. Ooh, yes. Mm -hmm. Very <laughs> That's important. a great question. And I will find out the right answer and I will get back to you. You know, I think um, in my early days, it, it was kind of like fake it till you make it. So I yeah. would probably not always have the answer and think I had to have the answer rather than um, I'll go find the answer for you. So that's probably the biggest fail I, I had to experience in the beginning. And then over preparing, Walter, oh my gosh, I would spend hours preparing an offer. Um, now, let me remind you that this was back in the day before we had the technology at our fingertips that we sure. do. So I was starting with books. We didn't even have online listings. So preparing for a listing appointment took hours of research, and now I can do it in twenty minutes. Yeah, because you're were you having yeah. to go and look at the like uh, the realtor magazines and look at other homes in the in those vicinity. We had the MLS book, you know. Oh, that, oh so um, the MLS you know, we book would slip was a to our buyers thing. on the weekend when we're not supposed to hush hush and let them look at home. <laughs> And it'd come out once a week and we, and uh, that, that was our Bible for real estate. And then when I'd have a buyer to take a tour on, I would sit at the kitchen table all evening to map out with the Thomas guide. Remember the Thomas guide? I don't know what the Thomas map. guide is. You beat, <laughs> you beat me on that one. Maps. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. I got you now. Yeah. We'd have to um, look at the grid in the listing as to where the location was. Right. Like E37. E and then you go in there and look around for the. the I am really dating myself here, aren't I? <laughs> and But that's. <laughs> it would take me an hour to put a tour together. And now I don't even, you know, you, you voice text it into your phone and it does it for you. Right. So. Definitely the over-preparing in the beginning, you know, just wishing I had the technology back then that I do today. I think my career would be in a whole different, you know, I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be retired by now, possibly. I, I know that you can do uh, a lot more now, right? I mean, we all can. We can we can do a lot more in our 24 hours with all the different technical time savings that have kind of entered into the equation. But do you miss part of that I don't know. It seems like as an agent and also as a buyer, it would have been so much more fun to, to do this many years ago when the agent was driving you around from place to place like you still see them do in the TV shows like, you know, in a lot of times like House Hunters and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, where the agent's driving you around, you haven't seen anything but like an outside picture of the home or like a really grainy couple of photos of the interior. And you were really discovering the homes as buyers for the first time before you walk in the door. And the agents p really picking the ones that they think match for you rather than you picking them. Um, just seems like that was, I don't know, if you're an, an agent, maybe you romanticize about the old days that way. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, the, the, definitely the human element will never go away, in my opinion. And so, you know, there's, you know, talk about the online real estate agent, you know, using these big conglomerate companies to purchase and sell your home. I just don't think we will ever be replaced as realtors because people want that human handholding through yes. the process. Mm -hmm. It's emotional and there's so much involved that um, we help each other as humans to do. So yeah. definitely um, my first 
offer I ever presented. So I got into real estate at 22, right out of college. So I was really young. I'd never been a homeowner. Um, and here I am trying to sell homes. And my, the first offer I presented was actually on Lake Oswego. The house was a beautiful home on the lake. And they invited me over to present the offer. The realtor was there and the seller, the sellers were there and they were having a dinner party. So I was so intimidated. I walked in and they're all sitting at the table with wine and cheese and they're trying to pour me a glass of wine. And I'm like, no, thanks. I don't drink wine. And, um, <laughs> and so I sat there so nervous and presented everything to them. And they just smiled through it and they said, well, let's discuss this. Why don't you go sit on our beautiful patio out by the lake? And they put a glass of wine in my hand and sent me out to the patio. And I sat there and I was like, this is the life. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to love this career if I get to do this every time I present an offer. It was just so beautiful. I was watching the boats go by. It was sunset. It was summer. Um, and that was my first house I sold. So really great experience cool. jumping into things. <laughs> yeah, very neat. Very neat. Fun to look back like that. If you're just joining us, we're talking with Colleen Benson here on Keeping It Real Estate. Colleen's the team leader and principal broker at Colleen Benson Homes Team with Keller Williams, serving you throughout the greater Salem area. We're talking about learning from past mistakes. What about communication, Colleen? I know today you're a master communicator, but did you make any mistakes in properly communicating with your clients back at the beginning? Oh, gosh, yes. And I think it's an ongoing thing. Communication is the biggest complaint people have in their relationships with real estate agents. And I know that. So um, I think the biggest mistake I made back, you know, and I, I can still make them. I mean, communication mistakes are, are constant, but we have to set the expectations. And I wasn't as good as at that back then as I am now and the expectations and asking the right questions. So when I meet a client for the first time, I like to ask, how do you like to be communicated with? How often is, is just right? How often is too much where we're bugging you? Do you want to call a day or do you want an update once a week? And once we establish that and we know, okay, this client really would love a call from us every single day, then I will do that. Um, but this client really only needs a check-in on Friday afternoons, you know? So just kind of learning where they, um, where the expectation is for their communication style and frequency is very important when you're a new agent. Yeah, it's really, really important. Or when you're a seasoned agent. <laughs> mm -hmm. Comes down Just to communication a lot of the time. It really does. And it goes back to what you were talking about, the old days, but also with uh, the human element never going away. Communication, having that handhold. I know I ask a thousand questions when we're going through the home buying and then experiencing for the first time selling a home. <laughs> I asked, you know, even even thousands of more questions about the process. And it's nice to have somebody that's consistent. It's the same person that's answering your questions. They have the history, the knowledge of you. That human element, as you said, I don't think it's going to go away. It's shifted and changed in the way that it happens, maybe, but it's always going to be present in, in some way, shape or form, I believe. What about uh, saying yes or saying no to clients? Did you get into a situation early on in your career where it was difficult to maybe disagree with a client? Have you had to kind of teach yourself that skill? Yes. Well, I've been through years of coaching, real estate coaching and business coaching, you know, so definitely that's to become a skilled expert in your field and to have that confidence to know you are, you learn to be assertive and not assertive in a negative way, but trust me on this, we have to lower the price or trust me on this. This is what we need to do to get this home sold. And oftentimes when I'm coaching new agents, I'm like, I'm, I'm, you're sounding like order takers because they're afraid to say no. 
So, you know, when you're selling a home, you can oftentimes as a new agent show way too many homes because you're not narrowing it down or not asking the right questions to narrow it down. So definitely um, saying yes or being overly polite. You know, there's <laughs> there's a level of customer service you can give that your clients are expecting, I feel. They're expecting you to be the expert. So let's be the expert, which sometimes means this is not a good house for you, and I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, um, being an advocate. Or here's the five things that mattered to you um, so why isn't this house, why aren't we writing an offer on this house? And kind of help coaching your client to go, oh, hey, yeah, it does kind of check all the boxes. This is the house. Yep. And, you know, having that conversation for sure. It's a really good uh, thing to be thinking about. And that does make a lot of sense. Do you value someone who's going to push back on you a little bit? And sometimes that can be uncomfortable, but it can be very, very valuable. So it's good to keep that in mind. And interesting. Yeah, it's, it's our job as real estate professionals to take care of you as the seller. It's your biggest asset typically. And so we're working for you and we do this every day. And so between it, it, sometimes we have to deliver that news that you don't want to hear, but I, I hope that, you know, a seller is going to appreciate that in the long run. And I think our clients obviously do because we get great reviews and um, we ask our clients to write a review about uh, for us at the end. So we kind of know how we did. It's our it's our measure of customer service and, and how we did. And it's the communication and the honest feedback. I I really, truly feel that have have our clients happy with our services the most. Well, if you have, uh, I, I thank you, first of all, for uh, jumping in, Colleen, and, and showing a little bit of humility there and uh, telling us about some of your past mistakes. It's the best way to learn, isn't it, <laughs> to make a mistake Oh, we're always, get better. We're, you know, we're always failing. On our team, we have what's called Fail Forward Friday, where we share fails that we've had over the week because we all have them <laughs> it's an opportunity to either kind of maybe confess or you know like say hey this happened and to learn from each other and then colleen jumps out from behind and goes you're fired no i'm just kidding no <laughs> <laughs> no you got to learn from mistakes we all make them and uh, that i think that's the obvious thing you're in denial if you if you say that you don't and so it's how you respond to them and it's neat to hear how not only you but your entire team uh, has a structure around learning from those mistakes so that's pretty Fail cool. Fail forward Friday. <laughs> Always learning. That's the, a good mantra and uh, way to live. That's for sure. All right. Well, if you've got any questions for Colleen, you want to talk about buying or selling a home and work with a team that's straightforward, honest, going to tell you like it is, tell it like it is to you, call or text Colleen now. 503-830-9467 is that number. Call or text 503-830-9467. If at any point you want to look for homes online, check out ColleenBensonHomes.com. Great resource to check out some homes for sale in the area and also learn lots more about what's going on in the market. ColleenBensonHomes.com. You can also listen to past episodes of the program on the podcast edition of the Keeping It Real Estate Show, which is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all those major podcast apps. So look up Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson there, and you can make sure you never miss a show. Colleen, we are out of time for this week. We were chatty this week, so we're not going to get to our final couple of questions from our listeners. But uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us once again, and we'll look forward to another great conversation next week. Okay. Well, thank you, Walter. Have a great week. And we'll see, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Sounds great. For Colleen Benson, I'm Walter Storholt. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you next time on Keeping It Real Estate.